You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I love Christmas. I love everything about it. The decorations, all the movies. I've talked about that before, but it's true. I just love it. Uh, The thing that I love the most about Christmas, though, is that it's a redemption story. Christmas is a redemption story. Christmas is so much more than decorations and even about baby Jesus being born in a manger. Christmas is actually the moment. It's a story about the moment that everything shifted. It's a moment when the the curse and the plans and the schemes of the enemy were reversed. It was God's secret weapon sent into earth in the form of a child. Come on, yes. How sneaky. I was just thinking about it. It was like God just sent in this covert op in a baby in a manger. Maybe you'll think of Christmas differently now. It's like this exciting, like Mission Impossible uh, (laughs) mission that God was doing. And he knew the thing that was so sneaky is he knew he already had the victory. So he's like, ha ha, boom, baby in a manger, just watch Calvary. So like he already saw Calvary. So Christmas is this whole moment. Christmas is not about a religion. Christmas is not a moment when a religion was formed. It's not about Christianity getting formed, this religion. Christmas is actually about a revolution. Christmas is a revolution. That should get you excited. If I just want to encourage you that there's good news. I feel like this is a word from God. And it is a word that is for each of you specifically that are here today. I was really praying over this word and just praying that God would bring those of you that need this word. See, I was raised in a religious home and my parents loved God, but there was just something missing. There was something missing for me personally. And so I just was having these memories of being, uh, growing up, I was actually was Catholic, so it was mass, we're just on the mass theme here. Um, <laughs> but just being, I just have these moments of being in church, specifically on Christmas, we had a really big congregation, there's probably like a thousand people, so it was a massive just ceremony, but I loved that Christmas moment. So there was something in me that knew that there was something special happening, but there was something missing. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, that as you, as you hear this, let it actually penetrate penetrate to your heart and realize that you can be part of a revolution, something that God wants to do here in this city. So we're going in, we're in a series called Christmas Presents, Christmas Presents. And I love that because we're focusing on the presence of God. We're focusing on the power. And that's why what Jesus coming in was such a revolution because he was bringing in the power He was bringing in his presence. So our theme verse for this series is Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So I want us to go back a few verses. We're going to look at Isaiah 9, 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Let's pray. God, I thank you this morning 
God, that this is your word, not mine, and that you would move in hearts this morning. God, that you want to bring healing, freedom, restoration. God, that you want to break off any chains of religion. God, you want to break off any feelings of shame this morning, and you want to bring freedom and healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, I wanted to bring us back to the beginning of Isaiah 9 because the thing is, is that before God sent his secret weapon of Jesus for this revolution, there had been a very long period of time where no one was hearing from God. So it actually would have been a very dark feeling on the land. There was a, there was a darkness. And so Isaiah is actually prophesying about Jesus here, saying that there is a light that is coming in. There is a game changer. In sports, they call that the MVP. So my message this morning is called the real MVP. Come on. Jesus is our real MVP. Jesus is our real MVP. And I want us to walk through some things this morning on what does that mean for you? What does it mean for you that you actually have the MVP on your team? My first uh, point this morning is actually, hold on one second. So um, just on that note, I don't want to push, like brush past it because it's a big deal. God created everything. God created everything. He actually set up gravity. He is the one that made everything work. He's the one that created the massive mountains that we have here. He is the one that created the powerful ocean waves. He is also the one that created each of you. Every single one of you, he created. And so I want you to understand that God is so big and yet cares so much about you. Because that concept right there will break off the bondage of religion, the chains that you might be carrying that you might not even know it. You might not think that you have that, but I just want us to really allow God to reveal some things to us this morning. But the MVP is a really big deal, right? We're actually in the MVP race. If you follow the NFL, you might know that I'm a little bit of a Packer fan, just a just a little bit. Um, and so Aaron Rodgers is in that race for MVP. So it's a big deal. Uh, if you, whatever team you like, if your quarterback is in that, it's a big deal. But Jesus is a much bigger deal. And he cares so much about you. So my first point this morning is value. Jesus wants you to know your value. This is the key to everything. If you can't, if you don't know your value, if you don't have your value figured out, then everything else is going to be shifted over here. You're going to always kind of feel like you're just recalibrating, trying to figure things out. Um, in Galatians 4, 3 through 7, it says, Even so, we're, when we were children... We're in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ." 
You are an heir. You are an heir. A few more of you might need to hear that again. No. <laughs> you are an heir. You are an heir. All right. I need some, yes. I need some feedback here. I need to pretend I'm like at a Packer game, like that kind of energy. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so you are an heir. The thing about an heir and Pastor Alex preached on this so brilliantly a few months ago. The thing about an heir is that they don't have to do anything to earn their inheritance. You don't have to do anything to earn your inheritance. You don't have to do anything to earn your value. Your value is not based on what you do. Your value is not based on your gifting. Your value is not based on your position. Your value is not pay based on how much money you give. Your value is not based on how good looking you are. Your value is not based on anything else but Jesus. And if you can't really believe that, then that is the foundational issue of all of your problems. That is the reason we have a society that is so confused. That is the reason that we have so many lost kids. This next generation, that's why I just loved seeing you worship, Peyton, and all of our youth. I love seeing you guys worship. You guys are leading our church in worship. I love that. that Vince and I stay up talking about that at night. Like That gets us so pumped because you guys are setting a foundation of your value in Jesus at a young age and that you can just build on that. But so many of your generation, and so you guys are called to help fix and, and be the answer for your generation to understand identity. But the good news is that it's not too late for anybody. You're not too old. You don't need to feel like, oh man, I wish that I had been like that at 13. Let this be a moment for you. A moment where you understand for the first time maybe in your heart that you are an heir. You, don't discount yourself. Don't think that I'm talking about somebody else, someone up on the front row, or someone that looks better. No, I'm talking to each of you. Each of you are an heir. I just had to take a moment on that because it's so key. Because what happens is we've actually benched the MVP in our life or we've actually kicked him off the team. When we think that we don't need Jesus, or when we think that we are not good enough for Jesus, they're basically the same thing because we're discrediting what he did for you on the cross. Because on the cross, he took everything that you've ever done that could disqualify you from him, and he put it up on the cross. And it is finished. So what that actually means for you personally is that you are an heir. And that Jesus wants to do something in your life. But he's not going to force you. He's not a dictator. He is going to let you lead the way. And so if you bench him, what he's not, I mean, think about a team that has an MVP. We'll just go with the Packers, you know, because we have one. So um, picture if we make it to the playoffs, which we will. 
make it to the Super Bowl, which we will. And the, the Packers are like, okay, Aaron, you are our MVP. Thank you so much. But we're just going to sit on the bench. Actually, you know what? Like, you don't even need to come to the game. That sounds crazy, right? Yes, it does. If you don't watch sports, that would not make sense. It would be crazy. But that is what we do so often with Jesus. We, he gets us to a certain point, and then we, we believe the lie because the enemy is so sneaky, and we think we don't need him anymore. And it creeps in really, like, slow. Really slow. It's not like you ever mean to. So that's kind of an extreme example. But instead, it would look more like you're playing and you're winning, and then all of a sudden, you've slightly pushed the MVP to the back, and then all of a sudden, you've actually kicked him. You forgot to invite him to the game. So that's actually more of how it really happens. And you find yourself suddenly losing. And then you blame the MVP for not being at the game that you did not invite him to. And I'm, I'm not saying that to make anyone feel bad. Again, it's bringing you back to understand your value. Because the MVP, the moment you like would call him or you'd be like, hey, I forgot, the game's now. He is there. And he is, he is firing on all cylinders. And he is winning for you. And he is fighting for you. And he doesn't even ask you why you didn't invite him. He's just so glad that he's there now. Jesus just wants you to let him in and let him reign in your life. He does not care why you didn't invite him yet. He just wants you to say yes now. And he just wants you to understand your value because he loves you so much. So the next point I have is position. Is position. You need to position yourself right next to the MVP. The smartest players in sports, or if you're not into sports, the smartest businessmen, the smartest people that are interested in industry, they find the best, the very best of the best, the MVPs who are killing it, and they position themselves right next to that person. They're asking the right questions. They're just watching, and they're getting better. One of the main ingredients to people that become the MVP is that they're actually making those around them better. One of the qualities is called an assist. If they're giving lots of assists and they're actually like making others look better and their team has a bunch of good players, then, then that makes them an even more high quality MVP. Jesus wants to make you look better than you are. Jesus is not up there trying to show you all of your issues. Jesus actually wants to make you look better. That's good news. I feel good about that. I find myself picking myself apart. Just ask my husband. I'm my own worst critic still. It just like creeps in. And even the other day, I was just, I went on a run and I was just like blaming. I was like, what is wrong with you? I was just like this, this old thing came back in my head about just beating myself up for some just silly things, honestly, and then some other kind of bigger things. But all of a sudden, I just felt like the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit whisper, there is nothing wrong with you. That's actually the foundation of this message. Just so you guys know, I'm, I'm never, it always comes out of something that God is speaking to me directly, but he whispered to me, you, your value 
is in me. There is nothing wrong with you. But you have lost your alignment a little bit. So that's where it comes back to position. Positioning yourself in direct alignment with his presence. And allowing him to direct you. We just got new phones this week. It's kind of exciting and fun. Um, but the thing that was cool about it is the, the new system that they have for iPhones. If you don't have an iPhone, I don't even know how we can be friends, really. Really just messes up everything. <sighs> that green. Anyways, side note. Um, we got a new iPhone, and it synced up. So I, I, you just have to have your old one right next to it, and it literally just syncs everything onto it. It's pretty awesome. Does your phone do that, Ben? <laughs> just kidding. I love you. Okay. He, he can take it. He can take it. It syncs up so seamlessly, and it took like 10 minutes, and everything was on there. And I have a lot on my phone, like tons of videos, pictures, memory. It's all there. Vince came home. I love you. Um, and he was so pumped to get his phone synced up too. And he was like, um, did yours take a long time? And I was like, no, it took like 10 minutes. He was like, why does mine say an hour? And I was like, I don't, four hours. And I was like, maybe God loves me more. I don't know, highly favored. I didn't say that, no. Uh, so he was waiting and I was like watching videos and getting so, I'm like, look, our camera, like, look at this, this is epic. And he finally was like, you know what? I'm just gonna cancel this. I can do this on my own. <laughs> yep. I did tell him I was gonna do, tell him about this. So. And so the rest of our night, honestly, he was gone in his room, <laughs> setting up his phone. <laughs> Because it takes a lot of time. You have to sign into each app. It's super annoying, honestly. It's one of the reasons I don't even want to get new phones. But, but it, God was just showing it. It was this picture of when we sync up, if we come into alignment with God, it's as easy as my phone getting synced in 10 minutes, everything easily over. But when we try to do it on our own, it's hard. There's, there's an effort to it. And I think so often that is what we view Christianity as. That's what we view. We're like, I don't really want to go to church because they might want something from me. Or I don't really want to, you know. Yeah. Yep. But the thing is, is there's actually, it creates an ease to your life. It's actually the secret ingredient. It's a secret sauce to, to actually having an easier life. My life has never been felt easier than it does now, even though there's not, it's not like we have this cush, easy life. But we kind of do in a way. Because God is just, it's, he's giving us this ease because he's like, here's some peace. In this moment that should cause you stress and anxiety, here's some peace right now. In this moment where your kids are being crazy and everything's flying apart, let me give you some joy right now. In this moment where the decisions just feel so hard, let me give you some wisdom right now. And it's this synced up moment between you and the creator of the universe. And it's like an easy button. It's, it's just like this direct access to the secret of how to thrive, how to do life. If you wonder why Pastor Jurgen and Pastor Leanne are, are living a, such a great life, it's because they've been doing this for like 20 plus, 30 years 
of direct syncing up. If they have a hard decision, they bring it to the throne room. The Holy Spirit guides every step. That's good news for all of us as a church, by the way. Uh, So let me just give you, because the thing is, is that we all want all that good fruit that I just talked about, right? Um, And in Galatians, it says that we can have it. Galatians 5, 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Can I get an amen on that one? I guess against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ, Jesus have cru- has crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. See, we're in a constant battle with ourself for our own desires. We constantly have this thing pulling us, telling us to do something, and we have to bring it back to alignment with what God wants us to do. But the thing is, is when we position ourselves in his presence, and we make it consistent. It just becomes part of who we are. How do you do that? Come to church. So good job, everyone. Today you're here. Woo. Uh, and then come every week. Those are just two really first basic steps because you're just positioning yourself back here. Then once you've been doing that, come on Wednesdays. Come on Wednesdays because it's the power of God. And you're, again, just positioning yourself here. That's what the youth have been doing consistently. And that's why God is just rising things in them. So awesome. Come to men and women's prayer. Yes. Tony is a boss. You guys heard her preach a few weeks ago. And she has been coming consistently every Thursday to prayer unless she has a business meeting or something. She physically can't come. She comes every week. The fruit on her life that I have personally witnessed is amazing. So cool. I'm so proud of you. But it's easy to look at Tony and be like, well, God, why can't I be like Tony? God, why are you shafting me and giving Tony all the blessings? Well, the thing that you don't see is Tony put in time. I know, too, that she spends time at home reading her Bible and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal things to her. I know so many more of you guys do that as well. And that is, those are the exact people that you see thriving and rising because God promotes not humans. So if you find yourself, and just know I'm saying these things out of love, but if you find yourself maybe having some jealousy of some fruit on other people's tree, you need to understand what it took to get there. And the great news is that you can have it too. And I bet they would tell you how they got there. I bet if you asked them, you'd take them out to dinner, pay for coffee, say, hey, what have you been doing? Not only will you encourage them, but you will get some keys on how to thrive like they are. Because the thing I love about Awaken is that there's always more room for more people at the table. There's always more room for you. So you don't ever have to feel like you're on the outside looking in, but you might need to just ask someone who's on the inside. There's not an inside, but someone who has the good fruit how they got it. And then you have to take those steps, though, of consistent discipline and do the things that they're doing. So another thing is to schedule your own daily time. This is so important. Whatever works for you, time with God. And not just reading the Bible, but also praying in the Spirit. Pastor Alex talked about that so beautifully last week. Praying in the Spirit, because if you, I was thinking about it. If you have, if you're reading the Bible, 
but you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you. It's like having the playbook without the play caller. You're not allowing, again, that, the MVP to, to give you like the sneak peek on what was happening when he created the plays. Because if you just took Aaron Rodgers' playbook and tried to be him, you're going to have some big problems, I think. <laughs> right? You could even put on a number 12 jersey. You could go out on the field and you could have his playbook. But if you don't have him doing it. See, the thing is, is that Jesus is actually in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And so when you line up and you sync up like that picture of the two phones and God is downloading, he's giving you revelations. He's giving you new ideas. He's giving you peace and wisdom and all of these things. And then you're actually allowing him to move through you. Imagine if you went to go play football and all of a sudden you became Aaron Rodgers, right? Come on. Come on, you'd have some swagger, some confidence. You're like, ha they don't know I'm Aaron Rodgers. That's what you have in Jesus in you. And the thing about teams that have the MVP is that they usually win. God wants you to win in life. He doesn't want you to just get by. He wants you to win. He wants you to thrive. And he's got all this, the tools that you need. You just have to let him in. You have to sync up. You have to understand your value. Then you have to position yourself. And finally, when you do that, you're going to enter into acceleration. You're going to enter into acceleration. You need to know that when you have that good fruit on your life and you're synced up with God, that you're not religious. And if you are struggling and you feel like you don't see things the right way or maybe you just are pushing back, I just want to encourage you, don't be rebellious. You don't have to push back because you feel like someone's trying to take something from you. Going back to that verse in Galatians really quick, the reason that it says, and it links up walking in the spirit. So we're going to look at Galatians 15, sorry, Galatians 5, 16 through 18. Because this is, this is the key right here to really unlock something in you guys, to bring some freedom. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led under the spirit, you don't have to worry about the rules and the law and the religion. And you don't have to rebel. And you're not going to rebel. You're not going. It says you will not do the things that you want to do. Because you're so synced up with God. You're so synced up with your MVP that the things that you want to do are the very things that God would want you to do. And so you actually have this freedom in your life and you're thriving and you're literally kicking shame out the door. 
you're kicking it. I like to do a high kick once in a while. You're kicking religion out the door. And that's when you become a very fun and holy person. You are fun because you don't feel shamed. You don't feel like you have to do things all so perfectly. But yet you're still holy. You're still in the throne room of God. You're still righteous under his eyes. Do you see how that works? And do you see how the devil tries to use religion to steal all of it away from us? Because the lie of religion is that if you mess up, then you're not good enough and you should run and hide away, which actually takes you out of the game. It actually takes you away from the presence of God. It takes you away from the very thing that you need in your life to thrive. And so to really go into acceleration, to be that fun and holy person, to live that life that you are called to live, you don't have to do anything except for surrender and then do something, which is the consistent things that I was talking about. But that's why it has to go back to first understanding your value and allowing Jesus to come in and heal and restore everything that's been broken, everything that's been taken from you. See, the thing about the MVP is that if you have an Aaron Rodgers on your team, you might only have 20 seconds left in the game, but you don't give up hope because you know that he's gonna throw that, that Hail Mary down the field and he, someone's gonna catch it. He, in this case, Jesus will throw it and Jesus will catch it and he will score. Nothing is too far gone. God wants to redeem some things today, some things that have felt lost and broken and forsaken and like it's just too far gone. He wants to be the MVP in your story. He wants to come in and give you victory. He wants to come in this morning and accelerate your story, accelerate your life, accelerate your victory, accelerate your freedom. It doesn't have to be this long thing. God can free you in a moment. He can heal you in a moment. So I want us to all stand up. Galatians 6, 9 says, and do not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart this morning. Don't lose heart. Maybe you're somebody that has, you know your value and you've been positioning, you've been doing every single thing that I just said, but it just feels like something's been missing or it's just been hard. Do not stop doing the things that you're doing. Just consistently show up. Consistently bring it back to God. Consistently give it to Him. Call on Him for that Hail Mary and allow Him to come in. Don't give up. Do not lose hope this morning and you will reap a harvest in due time. God knows your story. He knows your heart and He wants to give you everything in the time that He knows is best. So the first thing this morning that I want us to pray over is for those of you that maybe you don't know the MVP at all. Maybe you don't know Jesus on a personal level. Maybe you've never had that encounter with him. There's a stark difference in my life. I can see it so clearly looking back to when I was 15 years old till after I was 15 and a half because that's when I met Jesus for the first time. 
That's when I found that he was something more than just a statue in my Catholic church. That was my story for me personally. And maybe for you, you've even been going to Christian church, you've been in the church, you've been doing things, but you haven't actually encountered Jesus. You can know him today. He wants to come in, he wants to reign in you. He wants to heal and restore and take all your sins, all your shame, and he already took it on the cross. And all he asks is for you to say yes. So everyone, just with everyone's eyes closed, every head bowed, I just want you to, to take a moment of assessment over your heart with you and God. This is not about religion. This is about a savior who wants to change your life. So on the count of three, I'm just gonna ask you to raise your hand so I can see who you are and just know personally and pray with you. One, I see your hand. Two, yes, I see your hand. Three, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We're just gonna pray a prayer together this morning. Everyone, let's pray this prayer together with them. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you that I am now clean, healed, and restored. Thank you that I have value in you. In your name, I consider it done. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a huge hand this morning. That's a big deal. There's a party in heaven every time because Jesus is like, yes, welcome home. Thanks for inviting me on your team. And I just wanna take another minute this morning to pray over all of us because this has been a season where maybe you felt a little bit weary or maybe you have felt a little bit devalued. Or maybe you've realized, hey, I've just gotten a little bit out of alignment. And as I said, God just wants you to bring it back. So let's just all raise our hands to heaven because I, I think that this is one that can just apply to all of us this morning. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your love, God. God, I pray right now for anyone here that just has continued to feel shame and judgment on themselves. God, I pray right now that you would just release them from that burden. God, take it off. God, your yoke is not heavy. Your yoke is light. And so I pray right now that even in the sound of my voice that things are coming off, that burdens are coming off, that heaviness is coming off. Jesus, you are bringing your lightness to them that they just feel your joy, your peace. God, that you are restoring their soul. God, that you're renewing their life, Jesus, their energy. God, that you would start to open the windows of heaven over their life. God, you see those that have been faithful, those that have shown up, God, and you are so proud of them. And so I pray right now that you would just re renew them and show them themselves in your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.